welcome everyone to our next name podcast hosted by QQI. Today, our focus is on the role of academic libraries and librarians in both supporting learners to sustain and uphold academic integrity behaviours and to protect them from falling prey to academic misconduct. And to do this, we're really lucky to have two experts in this field um, who are about to have um, a conversation. Um, so I'd like to just uh, introduce firstly, um, Marie O'Neill. Uh, Marie's a professionally qualified librarian with um, 30 years experience across a range of libraries also co-founder of what sounds like a really interesting postgrad program and MSc in information and library management um, at a college in Dublin. Um, she's a council member of the Library Association of Ireland and involved with the International Federation of Library Associations. And she's going to be in conversation with Lorna Dodd. And Lorna is currently Deputy University Librarian and Director of Library Operations at University College Dublin and also the Honorary Treasurer and Director of the Library Association of Ireland. So welcome to you both and thank you so much for agreeing to take part. And I'm now going to hand over to Marie. That's lovely. Thank you so much, Sue. We're delighted to be here today. So I'll just kick off perhaps, uh, Lona, by asking you a little bit about your career in librarianship. Sue has touched on it there. Um, I know you've been involved uh, with uh, various centres for teaching and learning as an example, but maybe you might just give us a minute or two uh, on your on your career to date. Yeah, sure. Hi, Marie. Um, so I've been working in academic libraries for about just over 20 years now. And um, in that time, most of my focus has been around working with students, working with um, faculty and academics, um, thinking about how we best support teaching and learning and how we support students in developing those skills they need to get them through. Um, not just university and their academic career, but skills that can take them on into what they do in the future, whether it's in their personal life or, or professional lives as well. So um, I've been lucky to work in a few different academic libraries and have a good experience in how different institutions face these issues. So as Sue said, at the moment, I'm in, in UCD in Dublin. Um, before um, taking up this role, I was Institute Librarian in the Institute of Art, Design and Technology in Dublin. And prior to that, I was um, Head of Academic Services at Benuth University in Ireland as well. Um, so that's just a bit of a whistle -top stop tour of, of my career to date. It's been it's an amazing career to date, Lona. It really is. And I love how you mention um, the skills for, you know, lifelong learning for work. And there's such an emphasis on transversal skills in the sector at the moment. And uh, I think librarians are playing a big part in uh, equipping learners to have digital literacy, visual literacy, information literacy, which we're going to talk about today, which is exciting. So, um, Lona, I was wondering, um, based on your experience in the library sector, what role do you feel librarians play in promoting academic integrity? So I think librarians have a really critical role for loads of reasons. I think the the Firstly, I think it's really important to kind of situate academic literacy um, or academic integrity in that it doesn't sit on its own. So it's part of that wider set of skills that you referenced there, what we in the library world call information literacy, which is 
kind of a set of skills and competencies that enable you to navigate through information, to be able to evaluate it and think about it, to be able to communicate it in a way that is ethical and socially responsible, and also understanding um, how you are an information creator and the impact you have in that role as well. And that intersects very strongly with the area of digital literacy. There's a huge overlap because the information world is a digital world. So moving beyond those um, skills and how to use tools to that broader set of competencies of understanding um, your impact and how you navigate in the information world. And academic integrity is part of that. So that understanding um, to how to acknowledge sources um, how to communicate sources. And I and I actually think academic integrity expands beyond the world of academia. I think it's important for us to be able to have those skills in wider society, whether in work and our personal lives as well, the, the same principles apply. So this is this is our expertise in libraries. This is what um, our professional competency um, and this is the contribution that we can make to our institutions on a broad level. So supporting faculty and students in developing those skills um, and academic integrity being a, a critical part of it. I love that, Lona. And actually, you know, we we live in a world now where, it, you know, it's a knowledge economy. And as you say, it extends far beyond uh, academic studies. And at the same time, it's never been more challenging with the growth of fake news for students to navigate all that and maintain their integrity at the same time. And I, I love how you mentioned graduate attributes there as well, because, you know, integrity is a, a definitely a key graduate attribute. So it's uh, extremely important. And Lorna, in, in focusing on information literacy, which is such a, a core activity that we do as librarians teaching, you know, students, and staff and other staff members to be information literate. Uh, how, how have you engaged with staff across academic institutions to promote uh, academic integrity? So I think this is a really interesting question. And from my experience, I think it often can vary from institution to institution, the type of environment that you're in. So I think as librarians, we would always say um, integrating and embedding these skills into the curr curriculum um, and so that students are developing them in a very integrated way is the ideal approach. That can, depending on the institution you're in, that can be really, really challenging. So in a smaller institution, it's, you know, that you are a lot, you can be a lot more agile and flexible, and I think it's there. There can be more space to do that. I'm currently in a very large institution, and even if the will is there, it's very, very difficult to make that programmatic change across such a broad range of programs and students. Um, and I and and so my feeling is what's critical is leadership that we as librarians have to show leadership and then to be working very closely with the leaders in our institutions and nationally to actually create momentum around having these skills embedded in a more systematic way. Um, and while I was in Maynooth, I was really lucky that um, while I was there, the entire undergraduate curriculum was getting a whole refresh and review and um, this new subject area that they called critical skills was being um, developed and critical skills covered a lot of the range of skills that we would talk about in terms of information literacy, digital literacy um, and academic integrity and included things like academic writing. So I was lucky to have the opportunity to be involved in developing the curriculum for those critical skills. So getting information literacy fully embedded um, into what students were learning. Um, 
And, and like, as always, when you have great success, luck is a big part of it. So the timing was great for us. But so the university was growing, student numbers were growing and it, the library, we were never going to be able to go out and speak to every student on a one to one basis. We we're never going to have that sort of capacity, particular in, in larger institutions. But embedding in this way, supporting academics to be able to deliver information literacy as part of their programme, that was the key success for us when, when I was in Maynooth. And that, in that project, in that work, um, I went on to be awarded a, a fellowship in teaching and learning in that area. And it, I think I was actually the first professional member of staff to be recognised in that way. It really was a very powerful way to demonstrate the role that librarians can play in developing these skills and supporting students. And that's right. And um, I remember reading an article about that project and, and you worked with the Centre for Teaching and Learning. And I think the article was published in in the Sconnell Journal, the Society for College and National University Libraries. And it was great that you also wrote about uh, your experiences, Lorna. And actually, I've produced a reference list uh, for this podcast, if anybody is interested in reading that article, because it's really interesting. I love the idea of curriculum embedded uh, information literacy and education on academic integrity. Academic integrity is so core and yet we always seem to offer it on a standalone basis and what often happens is that motivated students who probably don't need the instruction as much tend to come and perhaps the students that do need the instruction you're not reaching them but when you embed it in the curriculum that that resolves um, a lot of those issues and I think we're seeing more embedding in research methods modules learning to learn modules but it's it's not systematic across uh, across all programs but a very interesting project uh, Lorna uh, congrats on that and it was great to read about it at the time and to hear about your fellowship as well and uh, in relation to the student side of things um, you know how do you feel librarians can engage in a partnership approach with students to promote academic integrity? So um, I think this is a really important question and students are really integral to what we do um, in academic libraries generally. And I think we should be taking a partnership approach in all the services that we provide in libraries and um, all the facilities we provide as we develop them. And um, we should be working in partnership with students. And that's something I've tried to do more and more the further I've gone on in my career working in libraries. And so like academic integrity and information literacy, I don't think should be any different from that point of view. Um, we do have to partner well with them um, to understand their needs, where they're coming from, so we can take an approach that speaks to them. So just going back to what you said there, Marie, about, you know, the wider information world. And we, you know, over, I would say in our careers, the 20 to 30 years, the two of us have been working in libraries. We've seen like this explosion in information like no other generation has ever experienced. And I think being able to demonstrate to students the transferability of what we are supporting them in developing those skills, how we're supporting them in developing those skills is really, really important. It's not just about getting, you know, passing the assignment. It's about those skills, about being a successful, responsible citizen, really. And we've had so many um, examples in Ireland and abroad about when, you know, when people don't have those skills to understand and navigate the information world, say actually it actually has quite serious impact on society, whether it's misinformation around vaccines or the choices people make in elections. Um, so it's tied to their real world every day. And I think that's the best way to partner with students is thinking about the worlds in which they exist in and not just in the university context. I really love that. And that is about their lifelong journey. And, and, and as you mentioned there, Lona, if you 
if you don't understand, you know, fake news and you can't recognize fake news, I mean, it can be very serious. It can even lead to things like social exclusion. You know, you can't participate fully in a democratic society if you don't understand information. And it's a great point and partnering with students to empower them for their entire life journey you know, as a citizen in society and in the workplace is so important. And I have to say, I really like the student partnership piece and uh, the National Academic Integrity Network, I, I feel, has placed a lot of emphasis on that, which has been really helpful. And um, the National Student Engagement Programme, and I think it's been a really exciting development that's increased focus on student partnership. And I know at CCT, when we did National Academic Integrity Week, we actually co-opted students as equal partners onto the organising committee. So they helped us to co-design uh, co-promote, you know, uh, co-engage with the wider student body and with staff. And it, it made a huge difference in terms of, you know, uh, engagement in that week. And I think it is really critically uh, important in terms of, you know, what we do uh, nationally and institutionally in relation to academic integrity. Uh, so, Laura, I was, uh, Lorna, I was wondering, a lot of perhaps people who don't work in libraries, they may not realise that we use a lot of frameworks, particularly around information literacy. And I was wondering, you know, are there particular information literacy frameworks that you find helpful in terms of promoting academic integrity? Um, I wonder if you'd like to speak to that. Yeah, I mean, yes, we are an academic discipline and there is a lot of really wonderful research that underpins our profession, including what we do around information literacy and academic integrity. And there are, as you say, quite a few frameworks. I think um, they're really, really helpful, some of the frameworks, and I'll talk to the ones that I have experienced using in a moment. But I think it's important, particularly if there's any other librarians listening, that we, we don't need to be a slave to them. They're there to underpin our practice and support and guide us but um we don't have to be an absolute slave to them and 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 be restricted in what they have um so just going back to my experience when i was um that project in maynooth university and um, we really wanted to create a framework to underpin what we were doing to support information literacy across the critical skills program um, and because you're in an academic institution, I think it's really important to be able to demonstrate to colleagues across the university that what you're doing is founded in, in research and best practice. And you're not kind of making it up off the top of your head that there's actually um, really um, strong scholarly reasons for taking the approach that you are. Um, so the the two, we actually couldn't decide on a framework that worked best for us. So we we took a hybrid model. We took the bits from a few frameworks that we found really spoke to what we were trying to achieve in Maynooth. So um, the one one of them was the American College of Research Libraries um, framework, which um, now is well established. But at the time, a few years ago, it was quite controversial amongst the profession when it first came out. But it has some um, it's very, very flexible and adaptable and talks about scholarship as a conversation um, and and really um, spoke to how we would we wanted to approach this, the area of information literacy and academic integrity in the university. But there are other frameworks like the Ansel one um, from James Ecker and Emma Coonan that it was very practical um, classroom focused undergraduate real world focus and we thought it was a very nice kind of complementary tool to al alongside the ACRL one which was very research and theoretical focused so we took those two and we built our own framework um, that was underpinned by those two frameworks and obviously acknowledged that that's where they came from and I think it's a really good 
it's a really good practice to have to to do that to have that framework so as you go along um, and you start to develop resources support supporting the curriculum supporting students that you have something to go back and check are you actually doing what we are intended to do was our aim to do are we missing something or is something come up that's important that where it's not reflected in our framework and why is that so i think that having that underpinning your practice in libraries is really important yeah, and I, I love those points about, you know, not being overly slavish about frameworks and you can take the best pieces and merge them together. But I have to say in the academic college and research libraries information literacy framework, I do love the scholarship as conversation that students recognise that they're not passive sort of receptacles of knowledge, that they are also, you know, contributing to the uh, scholarly communication uh, landscape and, and conversation. I think that can help students to have a sense of sort of uh, authorial identity, if you like, you know, they are authors when they're doing undergraduate projects, master's projects and beyond. And, uh, and that can help them to have a sense of, you know, responsibility about how they use information sources and things like that. So some of the frameworks are, are, are very empowering. I, I totally agree, uh, Lorna. And um, actually, I, 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 was just going to give a shout out to that there was a really great book academic integrity in Canada um it's an open access book and Sarah Eaton is actually one of the editors and there is a chapter in that on uh library's contribution to academic integrity and it does mention the frameworks and it does actually specifically mention scholarship as a conversation from the ACRL uh, framework and it is they, they can be really beneficial the frameworks and that's a great book by the way which I've included in the reference list so Lona I was wondering just based on you know your extensive experience and you've done some really interesting stuff in the information literacy space is there you know a particular library project that you've admired you know in your work you know across the sector or in your own institution that had a strong emphasis on academic integrity well, I'm actually I'm going to take the opportunity to talk about a project that has been led here in UCD, but not by me, um, but by one of my colleagues, Peter Hickey here in UCD Library. So um, he has collaborated very closely with the academics and a really good example of collaboration between library staff and academic staff. Um, and they received funding from the National Forum for Teaching and Learning to create a, 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 mod, a module within our VLE, which is Brightspace at the moment, around academic integrity. And he, uh, the library has led on that in development uh, along with the, uh, an academic lead as well. Um, and we've had other library staff and other academic and other professional staff across the university supporting its development. So the idea is that it is a flexible module that's available in the VLE. Students can take it, um, academics can embed it into their module. So um, a huge amount of work has gone into it, but um, it's something that it has, it's very transferable. Um, it's something that as a community, um, other librarians can draw from and, um, you know, develop for themselves. Um, so we had a soft launch this year and we've had a, quite a large number of students go through it. And so far, the the feedback has been very positive. So we're at early stages. So I just I, I, just to reiterate, this isn't, isn't my project as such, but it's a project within my institution that I think that we're very proud of in the library. And it's a really good example of how the library can work as co-creator with with academic colleagues um, and how we can be really impactful in this area. 
Um, so it is available and um, there's information about it um, from our um, library website here at UCD. And I'm sure, Marie, you have it on your reference list if anyone wants I to I did. I did. I've included on the re reference list. And actually, Lona, I remember when the National Forum was announcing various funded projects. I remember seeing that project and feeling so excited about an academic integrity module that was going to be integrated into the curriculum and it was um you know cross institution in terms of library staff collaborating with other staff members across the college with academics etc um and i think it's a fantastic development and it's really great to see it come to light and i believe i i, I saw it described um at a recent iua diged webinar and i believe there is going to be a creative commons uh, license attached to it uh, eventually which is a really exciting development that you know other institutions will get to to, to use this module as well. So that's really interesting develop, development. I was wondering, Nona, as well, you know, how do you feel librarians are responding to sort of, you know, some of the very kind of prevalent challenges at the moment in relation to academic integrity, such as, you know, contract cheating, file sharing, all that type of thing? Well, I think it is a really tricky area. And just going back to what one of the points I made earlier on, like we have experienced so much change in information and how it's consumed and communicated over the past few years that it's it's challenging for all of us, particularly those of us who are information professionals. Um, uh, so one of the, the ways we're trying to address the challenges here in UCD is in the library, we released a very ambitious new strategy last year. And a big part of that is is around digital literacies that brought those broader sets of competencies about how to really live within a digital world in a successful way, how to do it in an ethical and responsible way. Um, and so that includes things like file sharing and contract treating. So that was is kind of the point I was trying to make earlier on about this is not just about writing an essay and citing properly when you talk about academic integrity. It's about understanding your responsibility to evaluate the information you find, make sure that it's appropriate to um to to look for counter voices and then acknowledge where you your argument is coming from acknowledge those sources and share them so that other people can do that as well. And um, so, so for us, it's all wrapped up in this digital literacy piece. Um, and one thing I will say that I think my feeling is that um, coming out of the pandemic and the importance of libraries as a space and actually libraries as a digital service, I think people in our communities really understand our role now and there's an opportunity for us in libraries to take that. So digital transformation is something we talk a lot about in UCD, and I think you hear it talked about a lot across the sector. And in order to really be successful in digital transformation and for the institution to get the full benefit from it, we need to be digitally literate as well. And that includes um, having that integrity in how you share and use and communicate information in the digital world. So I think that really there's a few few of us now moving into that space very deliberately. Um, and I and there is no other natural home for it in our institutions as well. The library is the obvious place to lead on this. So I think in some ways these challenges also um, offer us opportunities to really be impactful in supporting students and developing those competencies. Yeah, I love that. And actually at a IUA DigEd webinar, another one and a shout out to Sharon Flynn and Rob Lowney, who've done some incredible webinars on, um, you know, things like academic integrity. Martha Bustillo in UCD Library actually presented on a contract cheating 101 
tutorial that's been created and uh, it's absolutely superb. I've actually included a link in the reference list and um, there's a really good uh, libguide as well to digital, digital literacy and it's all about your digital identity and I so agree with you Lorna that um, we've sort of moved beyond information literacy and I hear a lot of librarians now talking about meta literacy. So you have your information literacy, your digital literacy, but also your visual literacy. I mean, you can also commit academic in in impropriety by not using images correctly. So I love the idea of all of those literacies being, you know, uh, uh, a strong foundation for, you know, underpinning academic integrity. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's a it's a great tutorial. I highly recommend people look at it. And I and I have um, included it in the references just to mention as well. Many people might realize that librarians use uh, a software called LibGuides and we produce guides on all sorts of topics and they have Creative Commons licenses attached to them. So you can type in any topic like contract cheating, LibGuide or academic integrity, LibGuide, literally any topic. And you will find universities and colleges all around the world have produced um, content with a Creative Commons license. And it's a really useful resource rather than having to reinvent the wheel when you are uh, producing content in relation to academic integrity. And I was wondering as well, um, Lona, how do we ensure as librarians as well that we employ inclusive approaches in relation to academic integrity initiatives, particularly given now that, you know, student body is very diverse, you know, probably more diverse than it has ever been. Yeah, um, I think that's a really good question. And I actually think as librarians, we, we should be asking that question about everything that we do, whether it's it's academic supports, it's our services, it's our spaces. We should be thinking about inclusivity and making every uh, all uh, all that we do accessible to our entire communities um, and I'm so I'm a big believer in the universal design approach so we are doing a refurbishment project in our library at the moment and we're looking at universal design in terms of space and I think it's the same we should be taking the same approach into resources that we support we use to support um academic literacies, whether it's academic integrity or wider information literacy um, initiatives. And you mentioned um, Marta, our, who is our digital learning librarian here in uh, UCD. She has undergone um, a course in universal de design um, run within the university. Um, so I think that's a really wonderful thing for librarians to undertake. So they that they are approaching their practice with that universal design approach. So everything we do by default is accessible to, to the wider community and there isn't the need to go back and adjust something or change something or or make someone else's experience different in any way. So but I think it's a great it's a great question to ask. We should ask it all the time. And it's so true, actually, Lona, and I notice more and more librarians doing programmes in UDL, particularly the AHEAD National Forum Digital Badge. I've done it myself, including the Facilitator Badge, and I, I'm noticing um, more and more librarians doing that particular badge. And there's some great um, examples of librarians uh, engaging with UDL methodologies to teach academic integrity at Dymphna and Robert. Griffith College uh, have done, uh, Griffith College Dublin have done a huge amount in this space and they've produced, um, along with colleagues, a resource on um, neurodiverse learners. And uh, I've included it in the reference list, but Dimfna, for example, when she teaches academic integrity and information literacy referencing, she uses the CAS framework 
to ensure that, you know, multiple means of representation and all of that to, to make sure that she's reaching all of the students, which is amazing. And I know that Elaine Chapman in TU Dublin as well, I've included a reference in the reference list. She's She's been doing some amazing things around digital resources and universal design as well. So it's a, a very exciting area because I think it is really important when we are teaching academic integrity that we make sure we, we reach all learners and that no learner is, is left behind. And so I wanted to ask you, um, Lorna, do you feel you, you mentioned program embedded inf, you know, information literacy initiatives that you've been engaged with that have focused on academic integrity? Do you think that we are offering academic integrity education on a sufficiently program embedded basis currently? Um, so I suppose the honest and short answer to that would be no, we probably aren't. But I think and I mentioned this earlier on, I think that this, depending on the environment in which you exist, this is really, really challenging because embedding into programs is not something librarians can do in isolation. It's something they need to do in partnership. And I think when you're in, uh, sometimes from, this is my personal experience now, working in a smaller, more agile organization, um, that is, it's easier to do. Um, but we're in a very large organization. It's not that there's re necessarily resistance or, uh, to it, but it's more embedding anything on that large scale and making change across such a um, disparate organization like, as like UCD is, it's just because it's so huge, um, is really, really challenging. So I think we, as as a profession, this is something that we've always advocated for, we've worked towards for, we've really strong examples of where it's really powerful and effective. Um, I, going back to what we did in Maynooth, I think that's a really powerful example. But like I said, there's a little bit of luck. And then you have that, we had that leadership led from the university president. Um, so I think um, in an ideal world, that's where we're striving to, to be fully embedded, embedded. but we need to acknowledge and recognise that that may not always be possible. Um, and we need to be creative and innovative um, to think of other ways that we can provide that support for students. That is why the student partnership piece is so important, I think. Um, um, and also that piece around librarians showing a stronger leadership role within our institutions, like demonstrating the benefit and the impact of what we do um, I, I, is a direction we can go into. I think we can learn a lot from colleagues from different parts of our institutions in how they have raised issues like this. Um, put them on the agenda on a sectoral level um, and, and engaged people in in having a strategic approach and embedding it. So I think we've a lot, we do a huge amount of work. We have made huge progress. We have a long way to go. So I think we need to continue to be creative around that, this area. I agree. And it is, it is going to take leadership, you know, to see it embedded on a more prevalent basis. And I think things like the National Forum funded model module, should I say, in UCD, that kind of thing, and the Creative Commons license that, you know, will end up being attached to that. Uh, open pedagogy, the whole open science movement, I think will also help the sharing of resources, the sharing of best practice. And I think we are going to see, uh, you know, more and more of this going forward, which is going to be a really good thing to ensure that all learners are are, are reached. Um, I know, Lona, that you are a council member of the Library Association of Ireland. And I was wondering, what role does the Library, Library Association of Ireland play in relation to academic integrity? So I think the I'm going to abbreviate it and call it the LAI. <laughs> I think yes. um, 
uh, we have a really unique and critical role. So the Library Association um, represents all types of libraries. We've lots of library organisations, but LAI is the only one that represents academic libraries, public libraries, school libraries, health libraries. And no matter which type of library you move to, this um, concept of um, integrity and in how you use, understand, communicate information is universal in, in different areas. and being a kind of multidisciplinary network like that across our profession enables you to learn so much more about this area and have a much deeper and broader understanding of it. And I think there's no organisation that can bring that level of value the way that the LAI can. And we are really actively engaged in this. So we do have a, a literacies um, section of the LAI that focuses on this and, and takes that multidisciplinary approach. Um, uh, our public librarian representatives sit on media, the steering group for Media Literacy Ireland, which looks at the much broader issues around academic integrity and information literacy as well. And there's so much learning we can do in that and then so much advocacy as well. So our public librarians in particular are very well embedded into local communities, into the local councils. Um, and then we have our school librarians who are so embedded into, you know, and this is where we need to be starting with these concepts really is when we're in school, not in third level. Um, so there's so many connections and opportunities there we can take through the LAI, definitely. And then we connect as the Library Association of Ireland, we connect into our international partners. So um, the International Federation of Library Associations, the LAI is a member of, and they have done a huge amount of work around fake news and disinformation and media literacy as well. And that's something that we can draw from, benefit from and bring into our home institutions. Yeah, and there's been, you know, incredible work, as you mentioned, even by other library groups as well, like Connell. I mean, Connell, as far back as 2011, published a really good report on embedding information literacy in, in the curriculum. I've, I've included it in the reference list and fantastic tips and insights. And that I know, I know the LAI has had a working group on uh, information literacy. So it's just fantastic to see the combined efforts of these uh, professional uh, groups. It, it's been amazing. And Lorna, I was wondering, what role do you currently play in the National Academic Integrity Network? And what do you feel are the benefits of librarians being involved in this uh, national project? So uh, last year, as a member of the Council of the Library Association of Ireland, the, actually the network came to us and said we would love to have a librarian involved and could you nominate someone to be involved? So first of all, it was just wonderful that to have someone come to us and, and recognise the importance of libraries and librarians and what we can bring to, to this area. Um, and so I was nominated to represent the LAI and I sit on the communications group. So I think there's there's layers of benefits. I mean, being part of that wider professional interdisciplinary network, working with colleagues from different types of institu institutions, different approaches, different students. There's so much um, we can draw from that. Um, and I think there's so much learning that you take um, that you are at the time you don't even realise you're taking. But as you go through your day to day practice, you realise you have a much broader perspective um, and, and that gives you so much and what you can bring back to your home institution as well. I've always been a big believer engaging in this way. This is why I got involved with the Library Association of Ireland as well. Um, and these issues are really critical. I did a keynote talk for um, a Connell Information Literacy Seminar last week. Connell is our consortium of national and university libraries where we were talking about these issues around information literacy and academic integrity and the important role that librarians play. And 
in in my talk being able to draw from all those experiences and talking about the wider um kind of community that we can work with was really really important so i think having that collaborative practice across our networks is really important yeah it's been fantastic and i've loved um how the national academic integrity network has sort of plugged us in as well to this international community of expertise around academic integrity and and the generosity of that uh, community uh uh, Sarah Eaton, for example, we invited to do a talk on um, unintentional academic uh, impropriety uh, for a HECA and National Forum funded um, uh, webinar. And she was just so generous with her time. And Thomas Lancaster actually attended one of our academic integrity committee meetings at uh, CCT. I have to say it's been a really useful uh, experience the, the way you know Nain has sort of tapped us into this this huge uh, community of experts and not just librarians but people who are actually full-time in the academic integrity area and Lorna in relation to your role at UCD and um, as a council member of the LAI well I suppose we've covered the council member maybe we just take in relation to your role at UCD I guess it's it's the same. Maybe that question is a little repetitive in terms of the benefits of 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 name in terms of your role as deputy librarian in UCD. Would you feel there's any additional benefits in terms of your practice on the ground there, you know, and your specific role? Absolutely. So I think it's almost kind of a, a cyclical process of benefits. So um, it 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 gives me more of a voice as well as deputy librarian in my role when I'm talking to key stakeholders in UCD about the role that the library in a UCD context can and should play in terms of academic integrity because I um, I have this wider um, role um, that I'm working um, more broadly with a, a broad network not just of librarians but of other professionals as well so I think as much as my work in UCD supports the, uh, my being on the network, I think being on the network can support what we're trying to achieve in UCD, if that makes sense as well. Brilliant. I totally agree with you on that. And um, things like, for example, the name guidelines, the academic integrity guidelines, um, also the national principles and lexicon of common terms, Lorna. Uh, you know, how is UCD um, uh, engaging with that? Does UCD library get to contribute to the sort of bedding in of those guidelines? across UCD? Yes, so UCD is really engaged with this. And um, so I had the experience of uh, feeding into, giving feedback both from kind of the LAI perspective and from the UCD perspective, because um, my expertise was called on from within UCD to give my input into the principles when they were first published. And I know UCD now is actively working and looking at um, the next steps and um, a, a specific community, university level committee is being pulled together. And, and the library, my colleague, actually, Peter Hickey, who, who drove that module that we spoke about earlier on, is representing the library in that context. So and that's really important for us. So we're at the beginnings stages I think the group is just being convened um, but yes there um, we're de we're definitely engaging and we're definitely thinking about the library's role in, in, in part as part of that engagement. Yeah and I have to say they're also fantastic resources for teaching academic integrity 
the national principles and lexicon of common terms, we actually integrated them into our academic integrity education at CCT College because, I mean, the lexicon of terms is just so powerful for students in terms of navigating all the different concepts. So they're just really, really uh, powerful resources. And I was wondering, Lorna, um, what for you was a highlight of uh, NAIN's Academic Integrity Week this year? Was there anything that you particularly enjoyed? But I think actually, as a highlight, I think the fact that we have the week is a highlight yes, in itself. I, I totally think that agree. it's brilliant to put that spotlight on it. And I actually think it might coincide or is right beside with um, International Open Access Week. And I think it's a real, I think there's, there's, and I know we might talk about that open access a little bit in context of academic t integrity in a minute. But I think that that's a really, really cotton, lovely complimentary thing for librarians to engage with. Um, I can't remember the name of the speaker, but there was someone from Dubai that I thought was really interesting and a great speaker. That's right. Um, that was Dr. Khan. And she was talking about students as champions of academic integrity. And she had fascinating ideas Um, things like, you know, students having their own communities of practice around academic integrity, uh, researching academic integrity projects, actually helping with the research process, but also publishing on academic integrity initiatives, either co-authoring with staff or even as single authors. Um, it's really well worth a watch. The webinar is superb and I have included it in, in the uh, references. I totally agree with you, uh, Lorna. They were, they, were, they were all superb talks, but I, I loved the student um, focus of, of that one. It was, it was great. And uh, we're on to the last two questions, Lorna. And thank you for all the insights. It's been fascinating. But um, what one thing do you think would help librarians to promote academic integrity more effectively? Um, I, well, I don't know. I can pick just one thing. But I think going back to our earlier conversation about how this can be so challenging, I think leadership definitely and I mean leadership beyond just um, the library organizations or even just beyond academic organizations but lead the kind of leadership that um, um, the network is showing at the moment more of that so um, it enables us to start those conversations in the areas where it's more challenging to embed these things or people think that maybe it's not relevant to their discipline or what they do um, it helps us to start those conversations, how it's relevant to all. Um, these are skills we all need, both staff and students. Um, so I think I think that would really help us promote the embedding of academic integrity as part of what we do is, is having that really, really strong leadership. Um, but I know, Marie, that you have loads of great ideas on this as well. I know, <laughs> I know we we love talking all things academic integrity. It, it goes with the territory with librarians. But so I guess what you're saying there, Lona, is you, you really you love the curriculum integrated sort of embedded. Yeah, I, I love that, too. I think that we could do so much for academic integrity if we could embed that instruction and all learners receive that instruction and also that it be assessed that it actually be linked to a learning outcome and also yes. the academic integrity piece is assessed, um, you know, and that could be innovative and creative assessment. It doesn't have to be, but just just to reinforce the learning and a national coordinated approach with leadership. And we have the National Academic Integrity Network now for that leadership, but even linking with other bodies. And it kind of got me thinking, wouldn't it be great if there was a digital badge, a national forum digital badge? combined with the National Academic Integrity Network and perhaps the Library Association of Ireland, if those three bodies got together and designed a digital badge to promote academic integrity um, 
to staff and how it can be bedded in institutions, how national academic integrity network resources and policies and guidelines can be bedded in. Um, I think it could be a very powerful digital badge. And uh, I have noticed that all the various digital badges, uh, you know, including the UDL, they, they really do change practice on the ground uh, and really kind of ignite sort of major transformation on the ground, if you like, which is really powerful. And so on to the very last question, Lorna, you've been working very hard today. There's, I think, 16 <laughs> questions in total. But I was wondering, uh, what do you feel are the key trends nationally and internationally in relation to academic integrity? Um, well, I think um, the biggest trend for us in libraries and which impacts everything we do is the open agenda. And I think it really is um, relates to academic integrity, like I mentioned a minute ago. So coming out of the pandemic, I mean, we've been we've been fighting this case for a long time in libraries, but it's become very obvious that um, open access to research is really important. And we're seeing the growth and importance of open educational resources, particularly in relation to the challenges we face around in academic publishing. And that that it's a very disruptive change and that kind of disruptive change um, requires real response in how we think about academic integrity and information literacy and um, so we're seeing alongside this this shift to us academic literacy uh, academic integrity and information literacy is is so much more than searching for an article and citing it properly and making sure you don't get caught for plagiarism going back to what we spoke about earlier at the beginning these broad set of competencies around misinformation and fake news social responsibility about how you communicate information not just consume it they're all connected and related and that's uh, you see a huge trend in libraries around that at the moment as well. I think it's a real, it's going to be an ongoing challenge, but an exciting one over the next, I think, decade or so. Totally agree with you. And um, the open, and in actual fact, you know, open educational resources, open pedagogy, I mean, if anything, it can only help in terms of, you know, sharing resources, sharing knowledge to empower academic integrity. And uh, I must say, I want to give a shout out to Joanna Archibald and um, Jane Burns, but they're using gamification, which I thought is really interesting. They use um, RefQuest to teach referencing. And as we all know, referencing can be a very dry subject. It's ideal for gamification and it's such a central component of academic integrity. And I thought that was very interesting. And uh, they also have a humorous video that's been made by students on academic integrity and about academic impropriety. And I think we're going to see a lot more student created. It's even going to go beyond co-creation. I think we're going to see a lot of student led and student created content, which is really interesting as well. I think that's a really good note to finish on, Lorna, the, on the open uh, research landscape. It's the future. And, and I, I love the whole idea of openness. I think of anything that is going to really help to, uh, you know, promote, uh, share knowledge and promote academic integrity. I'd really like to thank you for your fascinating answers. Your experience in this area has just shone through and will be really inspirational to other librarians and to other higher educational professionals in relation to their work on academic integrity. So thank you so much, Lona, and the best of luck in your new role. You're doing amazing things already. I'm hearing lots of good things about you and what you've been up to there in UCD Library. And thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Thank and I'll you so hand much, back to Marie. It was thank an absolute you. pleasure. Thanks a million. Thank you, Lona. And I'll hand back to Sue. Thank you, Sue.
And just quickly, just to say thank you to both of you for such a great conversation. I learned so much just from listening to you. So thanks so much again. And uh, when the podcast goes up, we'll make sure that the reference uh, list accompanies it. Thank you. And thank you, Sue, for the opportunity. Thank you so much.